U.S. is the most common reason for women of reproductive age to not be ovulating. The hormone imbalance of PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, leads to irregular cycles and not ovulating, known as anovulation. This makes it hard for women with PCOS to get pregnant. I thought getting pregnant would be easy as soon as I had my IUD removed, but six months later, I had only had three periods and I still wasn't pregnant. What was going on? Ovulation problems in PCOS is what today's episode is all about, so let's get started. You're listening to the PCOS Repair Podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of PCOS and how to repair the imbalances in your hormones naturally with a little medical help sprinkled in. Hi, I'm Ashleen Korchek, and with many years of medical and personal experience with polycystic ovarian syndrome, it is my joy to watch women reverse their PCOS as they learn to nourish their body in a whole new way. With the power of our beliefs, our mindset, and our environment, and the understanding of our genetics, we can heal at the root cause. Welcome back to the PCOS Repair Podcast, where today we're talking about all things ovulation. And before you tune out because you aren't currently trying to get pregnant, let me just say that ovulation is important for conceiving, but it is also a really important health indicator of how well your PCOS is being managed. So this episode will be helpful whether or not you are currently thinking about trying to get pregnant. All right, let's start with what is ovulation? Ovulation is the main event of your cycle. I know. Maybe you're like me and you thought that the period was the main event of your cycle, but nope, it's ovulation. In fact, your period won't even happen a lot of times when you're not ovulating because that's the hormone that your body's waiting for. It's waiting for that LH surge in order to say, okay, did we get pregnant? And then if we didn't, then it has a period. I was wrong all those years, but when I started learning about PCOS, I learned that nope, It's ovulation that's the main event in our cycle. So during the first part of your cycle, FSH, your follicular stimulating hormone, rises and it prepares a follicle into a mature egg. Then our body releases LH and we have an LH, your luteinizing hormone, surge. It spikes causing your body to release that mature egg, aka to ovulate, and then it is ready for fertilization. If fertilization happens, then your body will hopefully implant that embryo into the uterine wall where it's supposed to go and conception occurs and your body will start to create all of the necessary preparations for a healthy pregnancy. If fertilization does not occur or any of those other steps following it, then our body will say, oh, all right, let's prepare for another month. We have a period and we try again. Your fertile window of ovulation lasts only about 24 hours before the egg degrades and your body prepares for your next period. So without ovulation, you first of all can't become pregnant. And also without knowing when that 24 to 48 hour window of ovulation is each month, you're not going to have a very high success rate of getting pregnant. But it goes further than that. If you're not ovulating, something is out of balance with your hormones, and it's a key indicator of your PCOS health not being well-managed, and your periods are likely going to be problematic as well. So this leads us to what are some of the signs and symptoms that you may not be ovulating, and 
then we can talk about what to do about it. So the signs and symptoms of anovulation include your cycle lasting more than 35 days. While some women do ovulate and have a 36-day cycle, the percentage of women that are ovulating and having a cycle more than 35 days goes down significantly. So if you're having a cycle that's more than 35 days, it may be a sign that you're not ovulating and you're going to want to look into it further. Having irregular cycles or no cycles at all can be an indicator. Absence of any like cycle symptoms. So maybe not having sore or tender breasts during your cycle. Now, if you don't have them and you have other signs, then I wouldn't get too worried. But if you're not having any of these signs of maybe some possible cramping around mid-cycle, um, some soreness of your breasts, like we said, lack of cervical mucus, so like no cervical mucus change throughout the month, you may be charting your body temperature. And if you're not seeing any change in that pattern, uh, you may not be having any sort of hormone fluctuations and or you may not be having enough hormone fluctuations to really have an ovulatory cycle. And then also just not getting pregnant for several months after trying to conceive is a really good indicator that something is not quite right with your ovulation. So how do you know when and if you are ovulating? Unlike your period, ovulation is easy to miss. Very few women even pay attention to it unless they're trying to get pregnant and having a hard time. In fact, the first time you might even realize that something isn't quite right might be when you're trying to conceive. It's completely natural to become a lot more aware of your cycle when you're trying to get pregnant, and the extra interest and attention in your monthly cycle is really the first step of starting to reverse your PCOS whether or not you're trying to get pregnant, but definitely becoming more and more aware of what's going on in your cycle is very important if you're trying to get pregnant with PCOS. So with a hormone disorder such as PCOS, OPKs or ovulation predictor kits are really not useful. In fact, I highly recommend not using them. And the reason is, is that this is where you uh, test your urine with like a hormone test strip that you can do at home. And what it's testing is the LH in your urine to determine if and when you ovulate. The problem is, is that for women with PCOS, LH is often abnormally already elevated. And so usually what's going to happen is, is you're going to get a low positive all the time. And you're not necessarily going to get a you're not going to see on the test a slow rise and then a peak in LH denoting ovulation. You're just going to see a high fertile day, but never a peak. No, nothing that indicates that ovulation actually happened. I recommend tracking your basal body temperature or BBT for short. BBT is the best at-home method to determine if and when you are ovulating each month, but it is a pain in the butt. It's something that you have to do every morning at the same time. There are things that can affect the accuracy of your measurements, and you kind of need to do it for a couple months in a row to really get a view of the rhythm of what your cycle is doing each month. And most women who are trying to get pregnant don't want to wait a few months to figure out what's going on before they can start really addressing it. So there are things like OvuSense that can really be helpful in tracking, but any sort of temperature tracker is going to be a lot better than trying to measure your hormone levels with LH. There are some at-home hormone ovulating test strips that are looking at more than LH. If they have information on how to interpret the tests for PCOS, that may be a way to go. But as far as I've seen, working with your temperature, your basal body temperature is a lot more accurate and you're not going to get all of these false positives that almost mess you up more because you think maybe, oh, well, maybe I ovulated here and you didn't. 
And a lot of women with PCOS, when they do start to ovulate, ovulate later in their cycle. And so those LH um, hormone tests can really mess you up. You think you already ovulated, you have not actually ovulated yet, and your timing is all off. And so they can actually make it a lot harder to get pregnant. In the show notes below, I will link to a blog article that walks you through each step of how to track your BBT and how to interpret it and um, what you need to do there. So it's a process and I will link to that in the show notes below. Okay, so now that you've determined that you're not ovulating each month, why is this the case? Well, there are several reasons for not ovulating. You may have skipped a month just due to some environmental factors such as lack of sleep, stress, or other short-term factors, and this is really of little concern. Everyone misses a cycle of ovulating here and there. Not a big deal. The problem comes when we are consistently skipping ovulation through our cycle. There are reasons outside of PCOS that can cause anovulation, but roughly 70% of cases are due to PCOS. But the good news is that with just a little assistance, most women with PCOS get pregnant and have one or more children with even without fertility treatments needed. But first of all, we need to know what to do about anovulation. If you have recently stopped hormonal birth control, it can take some time to recover. Your doctor may have even told you that it can take three to six months for your cycle to become normal again. However, I don't recommend just sitting back and waiting and hoping for the best because a lot of times with PCOS, uh, that three to six months and your hormones and your cycle has still not normalized. In fact, sometimes it gets worse and worse and worse because as we've talked about in other episodes, PCOS is a spiral. You can either start to make some positive health changes and see a really positive spiral in your symptoms, but each of your symptoms and the causes, root causes of PCOS really play off of each other. And so as one improves, it improves the other ones and vice versa. As one gets worse, it gets worse and worse and worse. And so if you go off of birth control and you don't address the irregularities and repairing your cycle, you may find that you start to downward spiral in your symptoms. So this is a really good time to recognize that your body is struggling to find its rhythm. You can help your body with some tender loving care through giving it the proper nourishment, removing any stressors possible, getting quality sleep, and that will all help to repair and create that conceivable cycle. Again, the cycle that's ready to conceive. So your period is considered the fifth vital sign by a gynecologist, which is amazing because finally the medical world is recognizing that your menstrual cycle tells us so much about your health. To repair your cycle and ovulate monthly, it's really important to just lean into your health, to care for your body, and to not just turn to medication, supplements, and fertility procedures because they're all kind of quick fixes, band-aids for only a portion of the problem. So of course, we wanna start with nutrients, providing your body with all the nutrients it needs because in order to produce healthy hormones, your body needs to be supplied with adequate resources. And those are the nutrients. Your body needs plenty of vitamins, proteins, healthy fats, while limiting the inflammatory foods. Stress and perceived stress, anything your body can view as a threat to its survival can have a detrimental effect on your hormones and especially your fertility. Our bodies kind of almost put up a wall against conceiving if they feel like it's not a safe time for us to take that project on. I mean, it's a nine month commitment. And then even after the nine months, our body has a significant role to play in caring for this new baby. And so our bodies really want to make sure we're in a stable place. And so in a very primal level, if your body perceives the stress, it can put up a wall against fertility. 
Now, stress is a normal part of life and we cannot remove it entirely. So it really isn't about removing the stress. It's about how we manage it and how we care for our needs in the midst of it. Again, it's really more how our body feels. Like it's not that there can't be stressors in our life. It's if our body feels like we have the capacity to take on this project of pregnancy and motherhood, whether or not it feels like it's a safe time to be fertile. So our stress can have either a damaging and detrimental effect to our hormone balance, or depending on how we manage it, we can still thrive in the midst of real life. Moving our bodies regularly helps to restore and promote healthy, balanced hormones, especially after coming off of birth control. Exercise reduces our inflammation, it helps remove toxins, and it helps lower the insulin effect. Consistency matters more than the specific type of exercise that you perform. So just get out there, have fun with it, get your body moving, get your circulation up and create the habit of it. Um, And don't stress too much about what type of exercise you're doing. Creating a conceivable cycle doesn't happen overnight, but a little progress each day, it adds up in a big, big way. So you do not have to be perfect. Just get out there, get started and stick with it and do your best. So when should you get help for your anovulatory cycles? So while getting pregnant can take time, I recommend seeing your doctor any time that you feel like something isn't quite right. So if your cycles are irregular, it does not hurt to run a few tests and check your hormones, especially if you have not been formally diagnosed with PCOS. If something feels off, by all means, see your doctor. But I also recommend deciding when and if you're ready to have infertility intervention. It is its own cycle of insanity to go through infertility treatments. They are emotionally draining, they are costly, financially draining, and they kind of work against naturally balancing your hormones. Now, I am all for infertility treatments, but I do recommend giving your body, as you're learning about all of this, give your body a few months of really doing the things that it needs to be cared for, to nourish it, to really provide a safe place of health for your body first, see how far you can get it, and continue that if and when you decide to do infertility treatments because you can really get yourself in a pattern of just forcing your body, forcing your body, and your body just is crying out for help and needs the support of health and care and sometimes just jumping into the next thing can lead us to a place where we're just less successful. There's more cost, more anxiety, more stress than was needed. And this is where I also recommend seeking the help of a PCOS specialist who understands the lifestyle changes for PCOS that are necessary in order to make it more likely to conceive naturally or to help balance your hormones naturally. In my experience, doctors don't have a lot of assistance to offer in this area. I know my medical training and all of my friends and colleagues that have gone through, we just, we know so much about the medical world and the medical treatments that we can offer that we really don't have the resources or the time to really provide much to our patients in a 15-minute appointment. So other than recommending weight loss for anyone who has a BMI over 25, Doctors just don't really have a lot to give, and there's so many nuances in lifestyle that they just don't really have a lot to add, and they're not equipped to help you with that in that 15-minute appointment. So if you are ready to balance your hormones naturally, again, start by taking the PCOS root cause quiz. It will give you a lot of insight into where your body is currently struggling, and it's a fantastic way to start discovering what your body needs to reverse your PCOS and balance those hormones, and it will help you to improve your chances of getting pregnant even if you do choose to pursue infertility treatments. 
And there you have it, my friend, all the things ovulation and how to listen as your body communicates to you through the health of your monthly cycle. There are several additional resources for you waiting over on the episode page, so make sure that you go and check those out in the show notes. And if you haven't already, be sure to hit the subscribe button because we have some really great episodes coming up about PCOS during pregnancy and how things change there, as well as what does PCOS mean for your children if you have a daughter and all other great topics coming your way. So make sure you've hit that subscribe button and until next week, bye for now. Did you know that studies of PCOS epigenetics have shown that our environment can either worsen or completely reverse our PCOS symptoms? I believe that although PCOS makes us sensitive to our environment, it also makes us powerful. When we learn what our body needs and commit to providing those needs, not only do we gain back our health, but we grow in power just by showing up for ourselves. This is why I've created a guide for you to get started. My PCOS fertility meal guide can be found in the show notes below. I want to show you how to create an environment that promotes healing while still being able to live a life that you enjoy. This guide is completely free. So go get your copy now so that you can step into the vision that you have for your life and for your health. 